Well, all right, welcome back, Wrench Nation. Hanging out with you guys right here from the East Valley Institute of Technology. As we always tell you, one of the premier trade schools in the country, man. Get your technology on. Skills, jobby jobs are on the rise. That means uh, if you seem like you're bored and you're playing with a little tiddlywink action or you just you just feel like that job is not good enough for you, uh, we are proud to air the show uh, every week here at the East Valley Institute of Technology. We invite you guys to take a visit at the campus. they got a great automotive program, welding, you name it, cooking, everything, firefighting, policing, it's all here. And uh, we are just excited, man. This is a, like the highlight, Susie and I. Susie, welcome, girl. How are you? Thanks, Frank. I'm amazing, buddy. I miss my peoples. I miss my wrench posse. Yes. I hope everybody's <laughs> good out there and, and you guys are having a phenomenal week. As we approach February, it's coming, man. It's like, what happened? Can you believe January's almost gone? Are you writing 2020 in full? I am. You know what they say. They can't change, change it. the yeah, date because there's what, a lot I, of 20, 2019, maybe. 2018. Those people need to get a life and That's stop right. messing around with the dates <laughs> and stuff like that. Leave us alone. We want to shorthand the date, but no, we got to write that 2020 out. Especially on checks. Yeah. So, speaking of which, um, I, you know, every week we take you on an automotive journey, people. We like to highlight uh, many guests uh, throughout the industry that are just doing incredible things, including the local rock star automotive mechanic, technician, soon-to-be network engineer. <laughs> and we hope, and I actually have heard from a lot of you, and you enjoy that. And so I, I just remind you, get on a wrenchnation.tv. Well over 180 shows from Wayne Carini uh, to Blake Alexander, NHRA. We've had a ton of shows. Uh, one of my favorites is Vidita Singh, Princess uh, Vidita from Barwani, India, an yes. automotive artist. And so... If you kind of dip in and out of this show, especially all my replay radio peeps on Saturday morning, it's okay. We get it. You know, we all have ADHD in some form of way. You get on and own that podcast one on every player. This show, I figured we'd dive into, you know, a few shows back we talked to uh, the full-on electric vehicle. A hybrid vehicle, Susie, uh, they're out there. I have one. I love it. You do. The Toyota Prius is phenomenal. That's right. Now, most drivers don't like to drive next to me or behind me, but... Why? Well, you know, they always say the Prius. The Prius is in front of me or something. Well, is it, what, what do you got? Like the big lifted truck dude? No. Well, yeah, maybe, huh? No, I think the Toyota... Look, my opinion, how about this? The Toyota Prius is a quiet, environmental sleeper. That's right. So if you think you got a sleeper of horsepower, <laughs> the Toyota Prius is a quiet environmental sleeper. That's right. But it truly does make a huge difference. And we are going to dive in to hybrid technology. I figured it would be a good topic because electric vehicles are on the rise. They're here. They're not going anywhere. But hybrids, they've been around. And many of you got to understand going into your local automotive technician, uh, your service center, or perhaps the dealership, you you, you got to understand what's going on when they service these guys. Um, and if you're not in the right hands... Your hybrid can go conniption, conniption, downtown, big time. Wah, wah, wah. Right. So we're going to talk about battery technology. Many of you are looking at buying a used hybrid. And everybody at work is whispering, wow, that battery can get expensive. <laughs> we'll talk about that. The battery. Is it really expensive when you compare the options? You know, we always tell you guys on the show, many of you have repairs like right now. You have a $1,000 repair. And you're like, well, my car is not worth it. Well, how much is it truly worth regarding your options, people? 
Now, this by no means is a Ramsey-style show with financial advisement, but I will give you the Frank Ramsey Jr. segment (laughs) situations of the goings-ons. Always remember, the car you own, if it's still doing its job, it takes the kids to school, it gets you to work, and you somewhat still like it, it is almost always best to invest in what you got. Because if not, you're going to get rid of that one. And either A, you're in that new car payment, right? Seven, 10 grand insurance registration a year. Or, hey, I'm going to get a used car. I'm going to whip out $6,000. I'm doing well. I'm going to get a used car. And then it got a whole lot of problems. So uh, remind you, twelve to 1500 a year is about what AAA says is the national average. So put away 100 dollars a month. Mr. Dave Ramsey, if you're hearing me, I'm sure you'll agree. $100 a month for car service. And so we are honored to have David, uh, I should say Dave uh, Hobbs. In fact, uh, Susie, you sat in a few of his classes. Yeah, and I'm super excited to have him yeah, on the show. Yeah, we are honored to have him. Uh, Dave is a rock star. He's a senior field technical trainer. He's an award-winning uh, trainer, I might add, for Delphi Technologies, also an ASE Master Certified Technician. He's got L1 And for those of you that don't know what L1, L1 is an advanced level of engine performance. It's not an easy test to take. So it just means that you're proven in sort of those uh, advanced as well as L3, which comes into this show, which is advanced hybrid specialist. So Dave's got over 40 years experience. Industry writes for many, many magazines throughout. He is a contributor to Motor Age magazine. God, I've been with Reading Motor Motor Age, you saved my business back in 1996, <laughs> along with Mitch Schneider. That I will tell you, a great article. So we're going to dive into the hybrids and look at what's it take to fix? What are the common challenges? What do I need to know if I'm a young automotive operator and I just opened up a shop? What do I need to know as a driver? I have a Toyota Prius right now. This is perfect timing because I'm thinking about getting rid of it. Yeah. Why you should probably keep your right. little loving green hybrid. This is going to be a great show. It is. So as we do every show, we uh, try to open it up with uh, some tips from the garage. We see our fair share of oil leakage. Some of these are Exxon Valdez style oil leaks. They're pretty massive. I want to remind you right now, uh, Ford has, well, I believe it's almost uh, 5 million of the EcoBoost motors. If you drive a Ford Mustang, Explorer, Escape, the Lincoln, the Edge, the F-150, you more than likely have an EcoBoost. I like the EcoBoost, but you got to be really careful about taking care of it. In fact, we probably should do a whole show on the EcoBoost motor. That would be a whole because show. Because they're here, you know, little turbochargers and so on and so forth. But this particular service bulletin, which we, uh, in the garage, and this is a good tip for you guys when you go into a garage, uh, one of the patterns of testing a vehicle is they want to arm themselves up with the history of what the engineers are saying. What's going on? Are there changes in design to parts? Things like that. So a service bulletin, a good technician, will start off. All right, I got this oil leak on this EcoBoost. Let me check uh, this Ford Edge here. Let's see if there's a bulletin. And in this case, there is. And that will help them give a direction. Apparently, there is a bulletin. Uh, again, the Mustang, the Escape, the F-150, the Edge. Look, EcoBoost. The Eco, anything EcoBoost. And I've seen this in the garage. And that is that dastardly little oil pressure switch. Ooh. But the ooh turns into the ah. Oh. 
Because it's not terribly expensive. It's not. It's not. It's not like a remain seal. Well, you know, you got to pull a transmission. That's right. Mechanics on that job for a while. <laughs> Oil pressure switch with a special socket, and there you go. So just be aware if you have an oil leak, you may have other problems with leakage. But just know there is a service bulletin. Uh, what they're saying is that you really need to, when you sort of purchase this new switch, in this case, Motocraft, we highly recommend. Yep. Not knocking the aftermarket, um, but just don't risk it. You need to use a Motocraft thread sealant. Think about pipe sealant. Very similar. You want to put some sealant around those threads, insert that uh, into its seat, and they're comfortably mating, hopefully forever, with no more leaks. <laughs> so know about that. So there's your, there's your little tech tip from Wrench Nation. Uh, I know, it's crazy. Well, we, we, see, we see our fair share of oil leaks. We do. And they can be aggravating. Absolutely. And quite frankly, if, if you don't understand, when you go in for an oil leak, people, it's not a, listen, it, it's a, it's a work in, in progress, progress, man. I mean, it is what it, you cannot yeah. come in with a hundred thousand mile vehicle <laughs> with oil and, leaks and expect <laughs> the $300 repair to an oil leak will seal the deal. <laughs> Very That's rare true. does that happen. So what we do is we're, we welcome people with open arms. And we're very transparent. Now, if we got an Exxon Valdez, we're going to recommend, hey, if you want to keep this for long term, let's yank the motor and replace all seals. Yeah. Be done with it. Then then we're friends because you're never coming back. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, dig this. Many of you got a license plate. Hopefully it's not expired. Sits on the back of your ride. It's quiet until policeman pulls you over and you realize, oh, there's my license plate. Maybe. Some of you have a vanity plate. Oh, yeah. You yeah. got a little special. I've seen those. A lot of you business folks. Yep. You got the name of your business with a little cute little Z on the end or something. Are we going into weird automotive news? Yes, we are. <laughs> and one thing about license plates that I enjoy is you never pay attention to them unless when you're in traffic. Right. You get to study that man or woman's license plate. Well, check this out, man. Vermont. I love Vermont. That's where the ice cream. Isn't it ice cream? Vermont. Vermont, the ice cream. What is this? Ben and Jerry's? Thank you. Aren't okay. they from? I think they're from. I don't from, know. Yeah, Vermont is, is good people. I don't like it there in the winter, though. I don't think I can hang with the snow. My Vermont people could decide about voting in an emoji no on a license way. plate. You like your emojis. Oh, yeah. Everybody That's likes cool. an emoji. I mean, I got people emailing me. <laughs> I got professional people emailing, and they put a little emoji. Oh, yeah. Now, I don't know if that's good email etiquette, but I like a, my fair share of emojis. Motors would have six emojis to choose from. Lawmakers in Vermont are debating. I say vote it in. Stop debating. Get it done. We need a happy society. They can have up to six emojis on the license plate. Can you the, imagine that police call? We've got a uh, runaway car heading southbound. Uh, smile, sad face, hug, hug. I would have the one with the tongue out. Blah. <laughs> The Hawaiian emoji, the angry, mad Hawaiian emoji. My Hawaiians, I love you, but don't get you mad because you... I don't see that happening. I don't know. They said the bill that could put smiley faces on thousands of custom and state-issued plates. It hasn't been signed into law yet. Apparently, uh, they're looking at that. Uh, motorists who wish to get a little bit more creative can get down with a choice of six. So wait a minute, Frank. You're actually saying they can have six emojis on one plate? Why six? Why are you limit us? We are all different people. We have our different emojis, man. 
<laughs> Probably because it's six digits on a license plate, right? I don't know. Who came up with six, lawmaker you? <laughs> I mean, I would like an array. I mean, my daughter, she's driving. She's a Snapchatting individual. They've got a hundred emojis. <laughs> I don't know. Well, that's what's happening in Vermont. That's We're crazy. going to pay attention to that. Uh, Vermont's automotive landscape is hardly the most consequential question lawmakers need to even mull over to answer to. In the House of Representatives, they're looking at doing something about that. So we'll keep you informed on the emoticons. That's funny. The emoticons. Well, I don't know. Hybrid, if you had a hybrid vehicle, you'd probably have a little, maybe a little green tree style emoticon. A little green thumb up. We're excited to dive into uh, all things hybrid. Dave Hobbs, senior field technical trainer, award-winning, writing for Motor Age Magazine. He's going to join us next on Ranch Nation. Bolt-on Technologies, automotive software solutions. Auto repair shops that have Bolt-on Technologies software provide customer vehicle condition reports, including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. I want my mileage back. Of course you want your mileage back. And all the extra money you've spent feeding an engine gunked up with carbon. Your car needs its fuel system cleaned, and it needs it now. You need BG44K. It's the one dealerships use the most. In fact, they use BG44K almost 3 to 1 over any other fuel system cleaner made. To find a shop near you, go to bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. I got my mileage. Right on, Frank and Susie hanging out with you, Wrench Nation. You guys rock. Uh, Remember, we got shout outs to be coming up later on in the show. We got several of you that are going to be heard on the radio, so hang tight for that. Uh, In the meantime, we are honored and privileged to have uh, the instructor of instructors, over 50 training videos uh, and contributor to Motor Age Magazine. Dave Hobbs, welcome to the show. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. We appreciate your time. Uh, some are listening, and I, I you know, we got to get, we got to start really slow. Can you please explain what a hybrid is? <laughs> <laughs> it's two kinds of propulsion systems. So instead of having a gas engine turn the transmission and ultimately turn the wheels, you have a gas engine and an electric motor or two that propel the vehicle or help assist, I should say, in some cases, the engine give more power. So it's still, it's still a car with the same wheels and brakes and cooling systems and gas engine and gas tank and all those things with additional things added. So like you have a higher voltage, way higher than 12, which is the base electrical system on any car, including a hybrid, to run things like windshield wipers and the radio and the air conditioning, the uh, blower motor, things like that. But then you also have the high-voltage system, a battery pack, usually in the back somewhere, pretty heavy, pretty expensive, we'll talk about later, and an electric motor or two, and then things to make all those things work together, like inverters and converters. We'll talk more about those gadgets coming up, but uh, that's basically a hybrid. Yeah, the biggest reason, can you, I mean, if we, if we step back, Dave, and, and ask ourselves, well, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago, I know the Toyota Prius is, is one of the uh, more popular hybrid platforms. Was it just too expensive when these hybrids sort of evolved to really come out with full-on electric? Was the technology not there? Because I think one would ask, like, why are we doing a little bit of both? What's the practicality of that? 
Well, we, it's battery technology. That's the key in range. You know, people just haven't really adopted the idea of I can only go 50 miles or something like that, and then I have to bring it back home or find some charging station. As a matter of fact, some of those really popular uh, big dollar EVs like the Tesla, uh, I actually considered renting one to take it to a training class, and I looked at the distance between the airport and where I was going, and I'm going, I'm going to have to find a charging station midway to charge that thing up. So uh, the the even with the lithium-ion advanced batteries, which came years after that first Prius in 2003, for the U.S. anyways, uh, th- those just have really evolved, but they're still, they're still kind of tethered to home unless you find those charging stations. So if you want to go from Arizona up to Oregon or something on a, on a summer vacation, uh, get away from the heat, enjoy some trees, you're going to have to really plan that trip with an electric vehicle and stop along the way and find time to kill while it charges up. So the hybrids still are kind of king of the alternative fuel vehicle because they're using uh you know both gas a little bit of both yeah yeah Yeah. all right well we're we're talking about uh hybrid vehicle technology and let's just ask you right out of the gate do you think hybrids are going away anytime soon on the contrary it's going to be in fact i think it was volvo that announced what for 2019 model year and we're here and gone on that that they would electrify every model. Well, now, what that means is it doesn't mean you're going to have a plug-in electric vehicle with no gas engine. It means they're going to have a form of hybrid, either uh, the hybrid that assists the gas engine or what they call the uh, the extended range EVs, which is a kind of a fancy way of saying, well, it's an EV, but it's still got a gas engine too, like the Chevy Volt. Yeah. And so they'll go 50 miles without the gas engine running and you plug them in or just keep going beyond the 50 miles the gas engine starts up. So that's, I think, going to continue on. In fact, 48 volts, I call it the poor man's hybrid, because all the safety equipment on the hybrid electric higher voltage cables, only being 48, is below that OSHA standard for requiring a lot of mumbo-jumbo to keep the mechanic, or even the consumer, if he opens his hood, safer. So that's bringing the price down and giving you some of the advantage of the higher voltage 2- and 300-volt cars that are, like a Prius is over 200 volts, and a four might be over 300 volts. So that's that's what's going on. We're going to, I mean, coming from Delphi Technologies, I know what's happening in 2022 and 23. Yeah, that and makes perfect sense. You, more and more, more and more. Yeah, hybrid. that makes perfect sense. Uh, Dave, what I'd like to do is we're, we're actually going to take an early break. I'd like to establish a little bit of a cleaner connection to the line. I want to give you that due justice. The line is a little scratchy. I want you guys to hang tight. We're going to reconnect with Dave Hobbs. Uh, he is a renowned uh, instructor, uh, specializes in that hybrid arena. I want you guys to stay tuned. Wrench Nation, next. Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, nationwide locations. You know, one of the problems that I can have working in my garage is parts aren't delivered on time. The quality isn't there. Well, guess what? Who's yelling at me? My clients, and they're likely not to come back. Well, the Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, amazing service, knowledgeable counter folks, a complete line of original equipment, parts that our customers deserve. If you're an installer, Get on to PartsAuthority.com. Check locations nationally near you. PartsAuthority.com.
Welcome back, Wrench Nation. Uh, Frank and Susie hanging out with you guys. Uh, get on WrenchNation.tv. Of course, catch your favorite podcast player. Big shout-out to KVNX, uh, 88.7 and 90.7 on Saturday. You guys rock. We always appreciate you guys hanging. We're talking hybrid technology. You may you may be in a hybrid, and or you may be looking to buy one, or you may be working on one, and hopefully uh, with the right training by one. A hybrid is probably not something you want to play with in your driveway. And to help us navigate this conversation, we got Dave Hobbs, uh, instructor of over 50 training videos uh, for Delphi Technologies and a Motor Age Magazine contributor. Dave, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Hope we got a better connection. Yes, oh, we do. Thank better. you. Much better. That is, there's Dave. <laughs> Let's start the show. Let's yeah. start the show over. Yeah, right. Technology still works called the landlines to the yeah. point for Well, we appreciate it. We left <laughs> off. We left off, Dave. We talked about, and I asked that question intentionally because uh, there's some, uh, well, I would call it hashtag, hashtag fake news, you know, with all this electric vehicles going to take over and everyone else just step aside. Hybrids are not going away. And we talked about um, the Volvo movement and... You're saying, and I and I think we can agree, Susie, and a lot of you listening will also agree, nothing wrong against an electric vehicle, but we just did a show, and look, there's half a million EVs, but only 50,000 charging stations. So if you're in L.A., you talk about trip planning. Uh, hybrids are the way to go, Dave. Definitely, definitely. You know, in battery technology, it keeps getting better. So, you know, who knows, in a decade or two, what's going to go on? with the variations of lithium-ion. I mean, they keep changing the formulations, what they mix in. and But making those battery packs is difficult. It's almost like working in a clean room making microchips to make a lithium-ion battery. Uh, and, but they're so much better than what the Prius, for example, started out with in 03 with, with nickel metal hydride. If you can relate to this listening, remember those great big phones that were like the size of a brick yep. that you <laughs> held up to your ear? That was nickel metal hydride, okay? And now the little bitty phone you got in a slip in your pocket, you know, it's got a whole computer in it and everything. Like an iPhone, that's lithium ion. So the same thing has been going on with hybrids and electric vehicles that have no gas engine. So basically EV is just a hybrid without the gas engine. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Great analogy. Uh, I'm an automotive technician. Uh, I'm working in my garage, and and I uh, I all of a sudden see a Toyota Prius for the first time. What will I get wrong by working on that vehicle if I don't have the proper training? Well, the most common thing, and I did it for the first time, and my uh, mentor from my first hybrid trading class, and still I learned from uh, Craig Van Battenberg from ACDC. Oh, he's great. The East Coast. Yeah, yeah, he is great. Was, yeah, was like when you pull that big orange service plug, it kind of snaps into the back of the battery pack. Oh, yeah. You gotta, yeah, you got to look for it. You know, you pull the, the carpet out and that big um, plastic tub where you put your jumper cables and coats and snow shovels or whatever. I don't think snow shovels in Arizona, but where I'm from in Indiana, yeah, we got that back there. But <laughs> you pull that out of there, you see this orange plug, and there's a little way you unsnap it and remove it, and that's what powers down the high voltage so that you can go up front and work on it or even take the battery pack out with a little more safety. If you don't snap that in just right and close the little, not, not just the big contacts, but a little low-voltage contact, it's basically a watchdog circuit that says, hey, it's plugged in and snapped in, and we can go ahead and power up the high voltage. The high voltage system won't power up, and on a lot of hybrids, not all, but on a lot of hybrids, when the high voltage system won't power up, you're not going to do anything except listen to the radio. 
not that that's a bad thing today, especially, but it's it's not going to move. The engine's not going to start. You're not going to go on electric power. You're just going to sit there. Yeah, that, that's, so that's a, a common mistake. That that I've heard before, and and I think for a lot of you that uh, are working on these cars, and I do speak to some of the folks that may just they're great technicians, and they're perhaps just getting into some hybrid training and things like that. Um, talk to us about voltage, right? Voltage is a big deal. Uh, there's special equipment to work on these voltage systems. Have you heard of any high-voltage scenarios where somebody got really hurt? No, and to tell you the truth, the first one I predicted would be the New York City taxi cab barns, where they, were, they could call them barns, but where they repair these cabs, because they're typically people from all over, and you don't know how many so much skills they have. And like if you can Well, let's just here, call it what it is. Taxi. They're hacks. Yeah. Yeah, hacks. Yeah. Right. That's it. <laughs> and I figured one would get zapped, but I haven't heard of that yet. Uh, but I don't want anybody listening, you know, to be the first one. No, we don't so, want. That. That's why I'm bringing it up. <laughs> yeah. So be aware go ahead of it. and work on the car and do the normal stuff. But if you're working around anything, it's got an orange cable leading to it. Not just a little orange wire, but an orange cable. Usually, there's some that plastic conduit around it, and even the conduit that covers it is orange. That's a battery pack, or that's an inverter or converter, or one of the electric motors in the transaxle. You don't want to be working on that stuff, removing it. You know, maybe you're in a boneyard, you know, pulling an engine out for somebody to, you know, put in their Prius. Uh, you really got to power the system down, and you're supposed to use wear, and I always do, those high-voltage safety gloves. They're rated in classification, so you, you want, or I should say category, category, I'm sorry, that's the meter, category zero, not zero zero, it's not like buckshot, where two zeros <laughs> makes it bigger and better. This is category zero, 1,000 volt rated, and the rubber gloves protect you. This is what the electricians wear when they get up in those little buckets and they go up to that top of that utility pole and work on those transformers. Uh, that's, this is, this is three-phase, high-voltage stuff. So even an electrician that works in your house and, like, puts in a new wall socket, they don't have to wear this stuff. But if they work, like, at a factory, maybe at your radio station, because I'm sure you've got a high-voltage there for the transmitters. Absolutely. That's, yeah. that's big stuff, and that's what the electricians respect ex- exceptionally well, or they don't go home at night. So class zero, 1,000-volt gloves. And then the meter itself that you're going to use to verify there's no voltage at something uh, before you start wrenching on it, it's a Category 3 or higher 1,000-volt rated. And most of your flukes and snap-ons and those kind of big-name meters, they're all rated, rated for that, but it's in the lower right-hand corner. I don't care if you got the thing from Harbor Freight because you're a do-it-yourself or, or you've got a snap-on or Sears or whatever. It'll be in the lower right-hand corner of that meter, right where the leads plug in. It'll say the category and the voltage rating. That's what you're looking for, those two things, the right gloves and the meter. Right, no, safety's king, and uh, for those of you that are driving a Toyota Prius, our hope and goal by the end of this show is to get you to understand a little bit. You will hug a mechanic because <laughs> there is some specialty training for these hybrids. We think they're wonderful cars. They're so practical. Um, I see the inverter pumps come in, yeah, Dave, in the, the garage. Um, yeah. A big shout-out to uh, Nate's Next Gen because, quite frankly, we do not mess with anything orange. We don't do the... The, the battery pack, and we're going to talk more about that from a consumer point of view, how practical it is to to, to really go for it and replace the battery pack because you can get that many more miles out of it. But 
We see a lot of inverter pumps. Um, talk to us about this regenerative braking. Regenerative braking. Yeah, I know. Um, I can never that. pronounce that. So help us out with that. <laughs> what's that uh, regenerative braking all about? What is, what's happening there? Frank, let's just shorten it to regen braking. That's what we all Thank call you. it. Thank you. Regen. Oh, you regenerative. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My mother could never say Suzuki without the Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Hope she's not listening. I doubt it she is. She's 91. She's not listening to the radio too much. Oh, oh bless her heart. She still drives, yeah. Well, anyways, regen braking is basically when you let off, you let off the gas, actually. It starts. But especially when you apply the brakes, the electric motor, which may or may not be working at that moment, maybe be on the gas engine, it may be an electric only or a combination of both, but that electric motor turns into its opposite form. It becomes, instead of a motor to propel you, it becomes a generator to make electricity. So it makes what's called three-phase alternating current, AC, as opposed to what the battery has, which is DC. Even a flashlight battery or your cell phone battery is DC, direct current. But it makes three-phase AC, which is then inverted into DC, and it goes right back to that battery pack and charges it up. So it's like having a battery charger on board, only it's your vehicle slowing down that does the charging. And because you don't need the regular brakes near as much, especially on the drive wheels, which is usually front-wheel drive on most hybrids, that set of brakes on those front wheels like almost never wears out. I've got a 2013 Malibu hybrid. I call it the wannabe hybrid because it doesn't drive, drive around on electric only in the parking lot. It just helps my four-cylinder act like it's a five-cylinder and does regen braking. And I didn't put brake pads on, Frank, until it was 180,000 miles. I believe that because one thing Susie and I, we, we don't see in the garage often. We Like I said, we, we have some pretty standard pattern-type repairs, uh, maintenance, things like that for the Prius, but... Man, in fact, I've had people say, "Hey, I got one hundred forty thousand. I know I need, I need brakes, Frank." I'm like, "Well, no, you don't, man. Yeah. Let me show you, <laughs> you know." And 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 because of that, that's I think that's a win for the consumer. And I I just would only wish that we, I don't know, it's it could be wishful thinking. There you know there are powers that be, Dave, that are much higher than all of us sitting here on this show. Why can't we make this practicality for all vehicles? Oh commonality and make it serviceable oh you're singing out of my hymnal that's for sure <laughs> we because... should get our engineers to you know i actually for about 10 years i had the privilege of teaching a 40-hour class monday through friday wow. to engineers on frank on the stuff that we think is second you know first-hand knowledge like hey we've been doing this since we were young you know wrenching it's the hard stuff for engineers yeah so they know their math they know all their micro electronics but they don't really know what an EGR valve does or how, you know, a tandem axle works and things like that. They love the training class. Unfortunately, we don't do it anymore. But it helped make those engineers more service-minded. Yeah, and then I think that gives them a bit more broad altitude about, you know, the what's happening in the service space. Go ahead, Susie. So I think you just answered a question that I had. So on my, I have a 2005 Prius, and um, there's a B on my shifter, or on my dash, and I never knew what the B was. Is that the regen braking? You need to hit it with the fly swatter if you had a B on the dash. Why? Yeah, I was thinking, you're going to get stung, girl? What's going on over here? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't resist. Right? Oh, thanks. The, I walked the, right the into B, that one. The B is for braking, and really what it does is it makes the engine rev up, the gas engine rev up a little more so that the one of the electric motors turns into a generator, 
and helps charge that battery pack all the more. So you get two benefits. The battery pack charges in the back, the high-voltage battery pack, a little more and faster, and the engine running is like a resistance. It becomes like part of your braking. So think of it like this. You're going down, you're, you're out in a mountain somewhere in Arizona, and you're going down a hill, and you go, man, I've been going down this hill a long time, and I hope I don't, like, overheat my brakes, and you put it down in lower gear, that's what the B is. Gotcha. See, now, if you're driving a Toyota Prius, please don't make Susie sound different. We all know you had the same question. <laughs> uh, I have a question regarding uh, the premature where we know that on a gas engine there are things like not doing timely oil services uh we talked earlier about the eco boost not decarboning the motor you know uh not taking care of just all things oil really are there anything specifically to the toyota prius or any hybrid uh, the malibu you mentioned that would create premature wear by way of what i am doing as an owner of a vehicle what can I get wrong if I'm just not teeth cleaning properly? Okay, here's what you're doing wrong. What well, you could do wrong. You could neglect the cooling system for both the power electronics. That's those gadgets under the hood that convert AC to DC and things like that, the orange cable boxes. Or you could neglect the cooling system for the battery pack in the back. Now, that's pretty easy to do because you really don't know it's there. And sometimes it'll set a trouble code and turn a warning light in the dash. Other times, when that battery pack's getting too warm, and I, I'm going to guess even right now in January, you're probably having some warm days in Arizona, but definitely in the summer, that battery pack's got to have good airflow. 90, 99% of them out there in the road are air-cooled, the battery pack. And they kind of cool the battery pack like the car up front cools you. You've got a little squirrel cage type of fan motor, 12-volt, you know, nothing really fancy, little duct work and it blows air across that battery pack. And what happens is sometimes some cars have, the later generations of Prius, have a little piece of foam, kind of like a filter, like a cabin air filter. I'm sure you've talked about that in your program sure. up front, but this is for the battery pack. And that little filter gets plugged up, or even extreme cases, enough time or wear going down dusty, dirt, gravel roads, or you got pets that shed and you take Fido with you and or your cat with a lot of long hair. I've seen uh, battery cooling fans that were packed full of dust or animal hair, and they don't move the air. And that battery pack, like I said, sometimes may turn on a code and turn on a warning light. And Canik can get an idea of what's going on with the scan tool. They plug into the diagnostic connector. Or other times it's so subtle, you just a little Prius or the Ford Fusion hybrid, whatever, getting a little less gas mileage and not quite as peppy man that's and a that valuable warm, too warm valuable uh, tip pack. valuable yeah. tip i need to set up our in-house resident uh, prius <laughs> consumer Susie has a question because i'm learning so much today about my prius so in the in the back passenger seat on the right hand side there's like a vent um by kind of like by like maybe the shoulder seat belt is uh-huh. okay exactly what you're talking about. tell me what that is what it means and why am i never supposed to put anything in front of it well just like i was talking about a second ago that's the inlet that's the it later Intake, model, yeah. it's got a little foam piece to the filter on yours it's just some little grid but if you put a blanket or a coat or something back there a box or whatever blocking the airflow that's where the air comes in 
uh, through uh, that little louvers you're talking about. Yep. It goes in the plastic ductwork and that blower motor in the back. You usually don't even hear it, but it turns on and it blows air across that battery pack to keep it cool. Battery packs don't like to be too hot. And on some of the EVs, like the Teslas and the Chevy Volts that are kind of a cross between an EV and a hybrid, they don't like to be too cold either. So up here where I'm from in Indiana, they have things to warm up the battery packs in the winter. So they like to keep, kind of like people, you keep, we don't want to be too hot or too cold, that's battery pack. It's like an old block heater. Exactly. Yeah. So am I supposed to do yeah. something to that louver or that vent? Is Just there something in there? keep it clear. Stop no. putting all your junk on that thing. <laughs> yeah, because Susie, exactly. <laughs> but no, this is a very good point. We heard some actual, this, this is valuable information. How many technicians, I know a lot of you guys are listening to this on the replay, something as simple as that. Like we see these cars in the garage and they usually come in, as you said, Dave, there's a check engine light or we have a symptom, but the proactive measures, hey, that's another golden nugget to stay one step ahead yes. by making sure that, hey, you may have somebody new that just bought a Prius, younger college student, let's say, and they've got all their gear packed and things are piled high, life's busy, and you can forewarn them ahead of time to keep that clear. And I love that. That's like, yes. man, and that's you valuable. Know where I learned that, Frank, it wasn't from Delphi Engineer. It was from somebody that works on them. Uh, Carolyn Collette. And I'll give oh, she's great out of San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah, Luscious yeah. Garage. If you just Googled Luscious Garage, like fruit, you know, something that really looks really tasty, Luscious Garage in San Francisco, they've got uh, like blogs uh, for their customers to look at, and she's got good pictures on this. And I guess the people that have, you know, long haired animals are the worst. Yeah, they big shout out to uh, Luscious. And, yeah. Boom, you got a hot battery pack. Yeah, big shout-out to Luscious Garage. They are amazing. Uh, for those of you that are listening on the podcast throughout the country, if you're in the San Francisco area, that's all they do is, is you know, sort of the green movement, if you will, of hybrids, and, and they do an amazing job. Susie's got another Prius okay, question. This is, this is Susie's Prius show. So, <laughs> <laughs> so through the whole show, we talked about the inverter water pump, which I've had to replace. Um, we talked about the main hybrid battery, which I've had to replace. But you want to know what we haven't touched on, and this is in the uh, newer years of 2003, 2004, 2005, the cluster, Dave. So the cluster well, actually... Well, just for folks to know, the cluster is where all your gauges are at. I want to keep it... You yes, know, you're down, yeah. the cluster. Yeah. So it went black, and so it, I had to replace the cluster. Here's what happened is after we replaced it, it went to 299999 I didn't realize that the engineers only programmed it to go to that. Oh, is this true, Dave? Do they only go to two ninety nine ninety nine ninety nine? That's a new one on me. Really? Yeah. You're talking about the. I've seen the information center, the driver information center, which is where your radio shows up and your air conditioning, and also that little turtle symbol or the B. Yes. You talked about. Uh, I've seen those go blank, but I've not ran into the clusters yet myself yes. personally. So you're teaching me something today. All right. Well, we got to follow up with that. And any of you that are listening, get on to. Uh, well, Facebook, Wrench Nation, we're out there on social media. Uh, we, we're not 100% confirmed. Uh, Susie, we're going to I got it straight from a Toyota dealer. Wow, we got to look into that. Yeah. So so I can, like, there won't be a half a million mile Yeah, so indication? I'm well over 300,000, but I don't know where I'm at. That don't make sense. We got to follow up with that. All right, then. I, I, mm -hmm. I don't. That well, that could be an engineer situation, Dave. We need a class on that one for these guys. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. But, Dave, I want you to hang out. We're going to talk about the. Sort of that, I think they call it 
the death triangle. Oh, the triangle of death. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. Uh, if you're just joining us, I want you guys to stay along. Uh, we're also going to take care of shout-outs uh, next segment. Uh, Dave Hobbs, jam-packed with some great information. Seal, senior field technology. Technical trainer. Oh, boy, that's a lot. That's Say regenerative. <laughs> hybrids. We're talking hybrids uh, with Dave Hobbs, uh, Motor Age. Over 50 training videos for Delphi technology. Stay tuned, Wrench Nation. You know, when we're talking about a relationship in a business, we're talking about not only relationship with your clients, but also relationship with those folks that are working hard to help promote your business. TheMailShark.com. Many of you have marketing plans in place now that are kind of shaky. You're not getting the return that you want. TheMailShark.com. Print and direct mail made easier. They will get the job done for you. You want to talk about increasing your car count. You dive into a demographic within the one to three mile radius of your service center. TheMailShark.com. There's never any money up front. They give you the ability to mail and pay weekly. Talk about helping a small business cash flow with over 16 direct mail products with both paper and plastic options. They will keep your marketing fresh. And one of the things I enjoy working with MailShark is they have absolute world-class customer service. Print and direct mail made easy. Ask for Josh. TheMailShark.com. Legends of Speed. Now, race cars from Maserati, Ferrari, Bugatti, Alfa Romeo, driven by some of the greatest drivers in racing history, on display at the Phoenix Art Museum's exclusive Legends of Speed. Nation, you guys are rock stars hanging if you're just catching and diving into the show for the very first time. We welcome you. We'll never take that uh, Zoom image. You know what this show's about. RanchNation.tv. Get on over there. And of course, offline here, if you've got any questions about your car, get on to Ranch Nation Facebook. That's kind of where we hang. Instagram as well. Uh, and before we bring back Dave Hobbs, an authority on hybrids, uh, leading trainer uh, globally uh, for Delphi Technologies. Great trainer. Absolutely. You sat in one of his classes. I feel guilty. I need to get to a class. So sorry. We got shout outs. Uh, who do we got? We do. So the rule is you got to come to the garage, have some coffee. You don't have to spend money. Yeah, I want a hug. Yeah, we need hugs. All right. But uh, we got Rob Matthews, a longtime customer. And we did a Facebook Live the other day. He told me he gathered his whole family to watch our Facebook well, Live. Well, rock on, Mr. Matthews, man. You rock. And I missed him. at the. I missed him. Yes, that's okay. All right, we'll that's catch okay. him again. You rock, brother. We appreciate you and, and the Matthews clan. That's right. And then I've got another one. Jovan Bermudez from Spain, first-time customer inside to the garage today. Now, here's the, this is what's really interesting. He actually came in for a quote. He said he went to another garage, got a quote. I gave him the quote. I was a tad bit higher but he ended up leaving his car with us and i'll tell you why he says the other place doesn't know the power of customer service man that's important i think guys huge you know we got a lot of small business owners listening and we we do what we do well technically we make good widgets we fix cars wells we we, we take care of flower arrangements if we're a florist 
we visit customers in the hospital. So just remember that. Yeah. That's a good example. You know, that's a good example. We we can never lose lose the ability for that uh, human experience. People deserve that. And you have another one? Oh, of course. Now, this, one's, right. this one's a special one. Drum roll. We've got Linda Apperson. And why this is special, she's a longtime customer, but she is in the market for a hybrid and has talked to you, Frank. Yeah, big shout out, Linda, if you're listening. We appreciate that. And yes, she actually is uh, looking uh, at a hybrid. And we said, well, this is a perfect show. We yeah. got the perfect guest. We got the senior field technical trainer, award-winning trainer for Delphi, Dave Hobbs. Welcome back. Hey, yeah. All right, so we got to get into this uh, this death triangle. Now, some of the regular owners of a Prius, so I know what that triangle of death is. Um, explain to us, what is it? What what should we be scared of with that thing? That well, well, Toyota calls it the master hybrid warning indicator. That's more, that's more technical. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> but it's that triangle symbol, and it means there's something wrong, but it may not be serious or could be serious. So if a battery pack is having tr- struggles, you know, it's, it's like on its last leg, you've got 180,000, 200, whatever thousand, and it's just not been well maintained as far as the heating, cooling, all that we talked about. So that could be something major. It could also be something minor that's not even exactly high voltage related, but it, 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 everything on a car connects. So even the misfires and things like that that normally might turn on that check engine light, uh, uh, Frank, I think we call it the money indicator light. or the Well, some it. of our people think, ah, you mechanics. <laughs> <laughs> Misery indicator light, right? Yeah. It's hard to diagnose, but sometimes it could be something engine-related. But anything that's going to work with or affect the hybrid system could turn that light on. Now, the thing is, you want to get it checked out because if it is a high-voltage issue, uh, and the light comes on, it may not boot, I call it boot back up like a computer, it may not power back up when you shut it off and then hit that power button, with your foot on the brake, like all Prius owners know, to get the vehicle to move again, to get the engine to start and or electric, electric motor to, to move you. So when that light comes on, get it checked out, because it may like be telling you, you know, take it to the shop, get it looked at, it may not start again. So right, yeah, that's important. Not blow up or anything, but it sure. could, could be a major problem. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good point. And, and in all fairness, we're all hybrids out there. I know we're, we're talking about the Toyota Prius, but, you know, there are many Ford is in the hybrid arena. There's many uh, manufacturers that are in, and they pretty much all do a good job. We're mentioning the Toyota Prius in, in all fairness to the others. Well, Toyota Prius has been around for 20, 20 years. How many generations now, Dave, of a Prius do we have? I think we're seven on or five, six, something five. Like yeah. That. So I mean, it's proven. It's proven as a as a successful platform. Um, now, listen, I I am a, I'm a good Samaritan. I like to you know if I see somebody broken down, I want to try to help them out. What could I get dastardly wrong if I'm trying to jumpstart a hybrid? Ooh, good question. Well, you really can't get hurt because there's nowhere to put your cables unless you start taking massive amounts of parts loose near the battery pack. There's nowhere to put 12-volt jumper cables from one car's 12-volt system into the high voltage. It's just there's no way to connect. It's very safe. So you either find the 12-volt battery. Let's say it's a Ford Escape hybrid. It'll be under the hood, but it's a Prius. You're going to do some digging, get that hatch up. Now, the problem, the Catch-22, you can't get the hatch up on a Prius if the 12-volt battery's dead. Yes, we've heard ah, to that. Yes. You do, 
is you have to open the hood. You get the smallest member of the family to slide (laughs) back in there and creep right in now. We always have at least one short mechanic in-house, and he's able to sneak in there. But find the little spot, get your owner's manual out, find the little jump start tab, and I call it a tab instead of a post because it's very small. The Japanese, I think they have smaller jumper cables than we do. Uh, but they, uh, <laughs> they have a spot. It's right behind the fuse panel under the hood. That would be on the left fender, left if you're looking through the windshield, that is, the driver's side. And you raise the hood and just find that little tab. There's a little red plastic cover over it that hinges up. And that's where you put the red cable from your 12-volt booster cable maybe you got one of those little boost box you bought at the costco or whatever or you got a good samaritan you know with a set of cables hooked to their car but positive you know plus goes to positive negative goes you know black goes to a little ground stud like a little uh bolt kind of sticking out of the top of the fender just behind that that little red post for the positive so it's kind of hard to mess up unless you're in the habit of getting positive on negative and negative and positive or black on red and red on black but if you keep the red and the black straight the positive and negative straight it's just like jump starting any other car only here's the thing you won't hear with a prius or other hybrid the familiar click 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 as you turn the key or the you won't hear that what will happen when the 12 volt battery gets low Maybe the key fob won't unlock the door, or maybe it won't unlock it passively. If you've got the fancy ones where all you've got to do is have it in your pocket and put your hand in the door opening and unlocks, that won't work. You may have to get the actual fob out, and you think, that's peculiar. What happened? I like the, the, the high-tech way of getting in my car without touching the fob. That's a sign that that 12-volt battery is getting a little bit low. And then, of course, if it gets too low, then, you know, it's, the fob's not going to work nothing, so you've got to get the figure out in the fob where's the little hidden metal key it's in there somewhere there's a trick button on the fob and you figure that out you pull the little metal there's actually a metal key in that key fob you put it in the driver's door unlock it manual like it's a 1960 model and then get your hood up up and find that little tab i'm talking about and do the boosting of the 12 volt battery because the high voltage system can be fat and happy with plenty of power have 200 and some volts but without the 12-volt system being there and good, the little relays that make the connection to turn on the high-voltage battery, which is what's going to start that engine, and then eventually charge that 12-volt battery back up, that won't come to life. Yeah. You need the 12-volt system before you can pass go and collect $200. Yeah, that's uh, great tips. And I, and I remind you guys, if you're in the market for a, a used hybrid, more important for you, you know, take it to your local rockstar garage but have the prior owner and you can get it done there they're familiar with it do a walk around of that vehicle i mean yeah you can read through the owner's manual uh so whether it's the person you're buying the vehicle from you should do that on any car how many times have you bought a car and you're like man this thing's bothering me what what does this switch to two weeks into it you don't know and then you got to take a day you go to the garage and you feel silly so do a little walk around but most definitely Get a pre-purchase inspection. We yeah. preach that on the show all the time, especially for a hybrid. If you have a local Rockstar Automotive Center, and perhaps they don't get into hybrids, I guarantee you they'll be able to refer you to a great hybrid shop. Go ahead, Susie. Yeah, so on the flip side, I'm a good Samaritan, and I want to help a disabled vehicle, and I want to jumpstart it with you, my Prius. You just Can happy, I? Ah, can you jumpstart it with a Prius? We're jumpstarting. Can you use your Prius to jumpstart an F-150? 
Yeah, well, it doesn't matter. If we're talking about the 12-volt system, right. that's the battery you can see and go to the uh, auto parts store and get a new one tomorrow. That can be jumped. So a 12-volt system is a 12-volt system, whether it be an F-150 or Prius. No, but the question Susie, is, so you can system, go, you jump. yeah, you can still, I think, Susie, what we're saying I can is jump. 12 volts, 12 volts, 12 volts, Okay, you can jump them. But don't get creative and try to make a new connector for that big daddy battery. <laughs> don't touch the orange cable. Because the fire department is going to no be coming. No orange cable. Yeah, no doubt. So um, we got about Little a minute. The label says, danger, you will be injured or killed. All right, so here's the question Ouch. for you, Dave. With over 40 years in the industry, you are actually um, one of the assets of the industry. We, we certainly want to acknowledge that here. Uh, thank and thank you for all you do. But we do have a question. we got about a minute to go. Dave, on the weekends, would you rather work on a hybrid or an old carbureted Mustang? Which is your favorite? There's a challenge with the hybrid. The carbureted Mustang gives me goosebumps because it reminds me of my my early days working in my dad's auto repair shop. But as far as using my brain and having a challenge and doing (laughs) something that most people can't do, I love them. Yeah, well, that's why you are an award-winning instructor for Delphi Technologies and... Boy, oh boy, the show goes what fast. What a great show. Dave, I, I thank you, and I so f- look forward to, hopefully, uh, we've got an expo coming up with ASA in June. We're going to see each other at one of these trade events. Thank you so much, Dave. Guaranteed. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so that's a jam. What a great show. I love Dave Hall. Yeah, I mean, Dave is just on top of it. I love the fact that he was trying to school the engineers a little yeah. bit. Because, look, let's face it, mechanics get frustrated. We're like, wait a minute, why did they do what they did right there? <laughs> you know? So, but uh, again, if you caught the show a little late, man, get on to your favorite podcast player. We are on all of them, Spotify, Our Heart, all of it out there. Uh, enjoy the show in its entirety. Share with a friend. We appreciate you doing that. And uh, if you've got any show ideas, get on to our Facebook or WrenchNation.tv. Get into uh, the comment section on the website. We'd love to hear your show ideas. Or if you want to highlight a mechanic, man, that's what it's about. As I tell you every week, be safe, hug each other, and never forget to hug a mechanic. Of course you want your mileage back and all the extra money you've spent feeding an engine gunked up with carbon. Your car needs its fuel system cleaned and it needs it now. You need BG44K. It's the one dealerships use the most. In fact, they use BG44K almost three to one over any other fuel system cleaner made. To find a shop near you, go to BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. I got my mileage back. BG.